Hello, Fun Employed friends. We are back with another episode of the Forever Fun Employed podcast. I'm your host, Jana Hall, and I am joined by two incredible women that I have the pleasure of getting to know on a personal level, professional level, um, just all around inspiring women who are building their own platforms in their own communities. And we're the perfect guests for today's topic. Um, we are talking about the mompreneur life. So if you don't know what the, what a mompreneur is, I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory. We are talking to women who are balancing motherhood and entrepreneurship. As we all know, they are both very demanding jobs, very demanding roles, rather. Um, and it takes a special kind of person to be able to balance the two. Um, and, you know, it's a journey. And sometimes we excel at it. Sometimes there are challenges, uh, but it is very uh, rewarding to be able to build something that reflects, um, you know, things you're passionate about and uh, to be able to have your kids see, you know, see you building those things too. And so welcoming Sierra Haskins of The Caffeinated Mama and Kaya Hopkins of Surrounding Motherhood. Thank you ladies for joining. Hello. Hello. Hi. Thank you guys so much for joining. I'm excited to talk to you all today because um, we both had our kind of our conversation separately about what it looks like to um, kind of juggle being an entrepreneur. So, you know, Forever Fun Employed is all about being in the driver's seat of your career, um, whether you do work a nine to five or whether you are, you know, you do own a business, uh, you know, the idea of Forever Fun Employed is really to uh, be the author of this journey that you're on, being a, being audacious enough, bold enough to decide what kind of life you want to live and decide what dreams you have and what you want to chase and what goals you want to set for yourself. Uh, it's really about being in control of our career. And so um, there's a really interesting perspective that uh, as I've become, you know, a bonus mom, I've been really interested in the uh, dedication, the level of dedication and the level of commitment that comes with uh, being a full-time mom and running a business. And so I wanted to talk to these ladies in particular. Um, so I will start with you, Sierra. Thank you for joining. So talk to us about The Caffeinated Mama. Uh, when did you start it? What was the inspiration? Um, and what was like the process of kind of getting that up off the ground? Well, first, hello, everyone, and I want to say thank you for um, inviting me to join you on the Forever sure. Fun Employed podcast. I'm excited to be here. Um, so the Caffeinated Mama. The Caffeinated Mama is a mom support community. Um, we basically specialize in networking with other moms because at the end of the day, mama is better with friends. Um, and in terms of the inspiration behind it, it's actually kind of funny because literally I was kind of freaking out being a first time mom. And I was thinking to myself, I can't be the only person who feels like this. So I need some mom friends who can say, hey, girl, it's OK. Like, you know, we are here to support one another. Um, it kind of started with after I had become a mom, I think my son was maybe about a year old and I was trying to figure out how to balance working full time outside of the home trying to, you know, be a partner, simultaneously trying to figure out like, what am I supposed to do as a new mom? Because while this version of Sierra, you know, like I knew who I was before, but the mom version was different. So I dubbed what I call me time may 
to intentionally dedicate time to myself so that way I could figure out me all over again and recognize that when I'm in a good headspace, then Mm -hmm. my house benefits from that. When mama is off kilter, everybody else, you know, feels that. So I recognized early on in my motherhood journey that I needed to pour into myself as much as I was pouring into my family. Um, So with the caffeinated mama, um, a lot of it was just trying to help other moms figure out what that balance looked like for them to create a safe space in order for them to be able to talk about those kinds of things to say, you know, like what I call the mom truths, the the not so, you know, um, beautiful things that sometimes happen with motherhood that people don't like to discuss. Um, Motherhood in real life is what I like to say. But I wanted it to be a safe space for all moms, regardless of whichever part of their journey they were on with motherhood, to be able to talk about things and ask questions and just recognize that they're not alone in going through figuring out who they are themselves now that they have become a mom, what that looks like now that they are a mom and how to go about momming and to figure out what that balance is. So it's kind of like a conglomerate of things, but um, it's been a beautiful uh, experiment, if you will, because I kind of toyed with it for a little bit before I launched. I was a little gun shy, I must admit. Um, so, <laughs> you know, that's, in, you know, we get in our own heads sometimes. So before I started it, it was actually a blog called Sweatshirts and Pearls. And so writing was how I actually dealt with motherhood in general, you know, just dealing with my feelings, journaling, essentially. Um, So that journal became a blog and the blog became The Caffeinated Mama. So here we are now, uh, four years later. And uh, I'm really excited because the community has grown. There's been a lot of support um, for the brand itself, as well as, you know, internally to be able to connect with other moms from mm-hmm. literally all I over love the that. world. And I love how you emphasize, you know, no matter where you are in your motherhood journey, because I think a lot of times, at least for me, when I think about mompreneurs, I, I immediately think of like a mom with a toddler or a baby and like coming in, you know, first time mom. But there are many women who have teenagers who are like, okay, I want to be, you know, I want to own a business. Like, let you know, balancing working a business into my family dynamic that, you know, for however long. And so I love that you are kind of speaking to, you know, moms at any stage in their, in their motherhood journey, not just mothers of newborns who are figuring this out for the first time. Because the, actually, I mean, the truth is, is that if you're the mom of a teenager and it's your first kid, this is the first time you've been a mom of a teenager. Mm -hmm. So it's just as new. Every time the kid grows, you're growing as well. So it is a constant evolution. And I think that it's important to be able to have other moms that you can, you know, tap into Mm -hmm. um, a network, if you will, to say, hey, did your kid do this? Or, you know, this is what I was thinking, you know, um, how did you figure out what this would look like as you were trying out new things, you know? And as anybody who has been momming for any amount of time, everything is trial and error, you know? Some days you're like, oh yes, this works, this is awesome. And then tomorrow you do the same thing. You're like, girl, that does not work. So so it is a constant, you know, like give and take. And, you know, every day is a new um, adventure, (laughs) I like to say. Now, Kaya, I want to talk to you. I I want to learn about... Um, so when I met you, it was through your conference, Hush Sisterhood, and I don't think surrounding motherhood was really 
um, a thing yet. I think that was something that you you maybe had, you know, inside of you that you hadn't shared with the world yet. But um, I met you through your Hush Sisterhood conference back in 2019. And so can you talk to me about, um, well, share with us about, you know, Hush, the Hush uh, Sisterhood conference, and then let's lead into surrounding motherhood, because both of those things are things that you've done or do as a mom. Uh, mompreneur. So can you talk to me or talk to us about, you know, those things and the inspiration behind it? For sure. So um, first of all, I'm super excited. I listened to this podcast. So it's super cool to be a guest on here. Like I'm like, oh, this is nice. So um, <laughs> Hush, this was at the conference that we had. Um, we have it every single year in the fall um, in November. And we had Jana. She was um, on our, uh, uh, our panel that we had. So that was super fun. But Hush actually started like in my mom journey, in the beginning mom journey. So actually it started, um, my husband and I, we got pregnant and we actually had a miscarriage, our first pregnancy. And of course it's like, oh Jesus, like what in the world? Like, it's like all these emotions, all these feelings. And it's just like, really? Like first pregnancy, like young and married, like, it's just like, what is going on? So literally like two days after the miscarriage, um, I felt like God saying like, start a community. And I'm like, Okay, I just had a miscarriage and I'm like, okay, like, what, what, grieving, like, you know, but it was like, okay, I know, like, when he, you know, like those things where you're like, this is going to be my life's work. Like, I know, like, it's some things that we do as creatives where it's like, oh, this is cool to do, like, this is fun, I can do it well. But some things where you're like, this is the start of something great. And I can, you can just feel, you can feel it. So I'm like, let's yeah. go with it. So, um, within six weeks of the miscarriage, we planned the first hush pop-up event. It was like at a, this venue on like the lake and we like worship, we dance, we like, you know, had a panel at that time too. Like it was fun. It was really cool. It was a girl time. We shared stories. And it was beautiful. And actually y'all, the crazy thing was to the date, I was actually pregnant six weeks after my miscarriage with my firstborn daughter journey at the at the wow. pop-up event. This was 2018. Um and I didn't know it until I went to the doctor and they were like, oh you're pregnant. And they and we traced back the conception wow. date. It was the same day, I think it was May 27th of the hush. It was crazy. So like it just wow. confirmed to me like if you process pain well like it can lead you to a beautiful purpose. So that's how Hush actually started, y'all. And it, it wasn't around like miscarriages or losses. It was just like a woman's community where you can just pour into women. It just, we could just be. So Hush is that space where we're discipling women, we're growing together. We're learning about God. It's a woman's ministry. And we have these conferences every single year as we have online Bible studies. It's awesome. And now let's flip it to surrounding motherhood. Like I find that my entire life, I've been creative in business and in ministry, but I feel like when I became a mom, my life's work became to be like defined. Like it's weird because that hush started when I got pregnant with Journey, my firstborn. And now I was pregnant with my um, secondborn Justice. And that's actually when I launched Surrounding Motherhood. So I'm like, what is happening when I had these babies? Like, I feel like my life makes sense when I had these babies, but it's right. Keep popping them out, getting new business okay, ideas. Well, the business going to pop up when I have my third baby. You know, so it's really cool. But actually, if I date it back, surrounding motherhood started when I got pregnant with Journey and I something sparked in me. It was like my firstborn, something sparked in me. And it was like, wait a minute, like my best is going to be her foundation. 
Like whatever I offer as my best, we always hear parents like, I did the best I could. And I was like, okay, my best is going to be what she stands on. So I started researching heavily. Like I started researching natural birth, breastfeeding, non-toxic living, natural living, just all different plant-based eating, child development, brain development. I mean, I was like heavy. Anytime you would talk to me, I'm like, oh, did you know a newborn? I'm like, I was just in it because I was like, I'm a mom. And especially after that loss of the first one, it was like, yo, I'm like in this thing, like everything I can learn and not a perfectionism type of thing, but just like just the integrity and the intentionality of really being a mom. And I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to learn all I can. So whatever I learned, I began to share on social. Like I would share. And then when I had journey, I would share, oh, breastfeeding stuff or just my birth story. And people would just connect with it. And it was really, really cool. Nothing was happening with surrounding motherhood, still doing hush, not surrounding motherhood. And then next thing you know, moms just started DMing me, people that I knew, people that I didn't know, friends of people. You need to talk to my cousin, so-and-so. She lives in Seattle. And can you call her? She about to have her baby and blah, blah, blah. And I became the mom that everybody would hit up like i'm about to have my baby help me have a natural birth help me have a birth that's um going to be enjoyable and fun help me have a pain-free birth help me have uh extended birth. like it was i was the go-to person for this and i was mm-hmm. like this is really cool because i was just sharing i wasn't trying to be an expert i wasn't trying to be ooh, this uh, even a credible source honestly i was just sharing what i was learning and it just mm-hmm. ended up me being on the phone with moms for hours every single day like they're calling me before they go into the hospital. They're calling me before they go into their birthing center. They're calling me while they're breastfeeding. They're calling me, what do I feed my child? How do I, like, what do I do? Like, you know, all these things. And um, one of my friends had hit me up and I was pregnant with Justice at the time, my second born. And she was like, hey, um, can you be my doula? And mind you, people had asked me that before. And I'm like, yeah, cool. Yeah, I'll, I'll do that for sure. Um, but I wasn't officially a doula. Like, it was just like, yeah, like people keep saying this. And this is what I've been doing organically, but it's not like a thing yet. And next thing you know, um, I did it. And I was like, you know what? I should do this because this is pretty much what I do. So um, after her, like I packaged up my services. Um, I had my daughter, um, Christmas Day, 2021. Um, and then I launched Surrounding Motherhood on Mother's Day. So we just celebrated our one-year anniversary um, on Mother's Day. And we are a resource hub, community and service. We offer things to make sure moms transition into motherhood confidently. So doula services, helping to educate them while they're pregnant, during birth, after birth, um, all things like natural birth, breastfeeding, all the cool things as far as like, how do I transition confidently into this and know what I'm doing and how to do it. So that's where we are. It's been beautiful. It's been fun. It's been the most organic work that I have ever done because every day I'm a mom. So every day I'm doing this anyway. So it's been cool to support moms through such a sacred and like holy time of their lives. So it's been cool. Yeah, that is beautiful. And I think that is a great way to look at for both of you ladies, the brands you're building is like, this is something that is so organic, something that's so natural to you. And I mean, I think about, you know, my passion for uh, helping business owners. And it's like, I do this every day. Like I am learning, I'm working within a business every single day. I'm learning the ins and outs of entrepreneurship. Why not share what I've learned along my journey? And that's exactly what you ladies are doing. It's like, you know, find being able to find that sweet spot of, I know it because I do it every day and there is a need for it. And like, I mean, that's the, that's why all businesses start, right? Or why they should start is because there is a need that needs to be filled. And so what better way to fill that need than with something that you do every day, something that comes naturally, something that you're experiencing on the regular. And so um, I think that's beautiful. Um, 
Love it. So as you both were building these and um, Sierra, I'll, I'll jump back to you. What was, what were some of the struggles that you encountered? So while you were building this brand and you were getting these ideas and I mean, just, you know, getting ideas left and right and feeling inspired and looking at other people and just, you know, gathering ideas of what you should be doing. How did, or in what ways did Mammon kind of make it a little difficult? Uh, and difficult might be a harsh word, but what challenges did it present while you, you know, you focusing on your baby and focusing on your kids and focusing on family life and home life, but then also trying to build a platform? Were there any struggles that you encountered? There were lots of struggles, but I think that that's par for the course because, I mean, if I can be completely transparent, it's one of those things where, like I said earlier, every day is an adventure. So no one day is the exact same. So, you know, I am a planner by trade. I'm an ISTJ and I could write down my life if I could. And next thing you know, God be like, oh, that was cute. This is what's actually going to happen. And I find that that happens to me often and I still haven't learned my lesson yet. Um, but somehow, you know, like I get up every day and I still show up for myself and show up for my kid despite the struggles and I think that one of the biggest ones for me with trying to maintain the balance of, you know, like mom and, and trying to build the business was like me really breaking things down into incremental steps, if you will, because as much as I like to be like 100% all in, that's where the balance comes in. Like you can't because something is going to suffer if you do that. So it's a very delicate balance of being like, okay, some days something is going to be 20 and other days something else is going to yeah. be 80. Like yeah. that's just what it is. The key is to figure out how to make that happen harmoniously. So that way no one area of your life gets the 20 right. every single day. Uh -huh. um, so for me, a lot of it was because I work outside of the home. So like I said, you know, going back to the Me Time May initiative, I had to be intentional. And so that in and of itself sometimes became a struggle because as we know with motherhood, you know, there are some days where, you know, you are able to get your kid down at a certain time and, you know, you're able to press forward with whatever it is that you decided that you wanted to do for the day. Because there'll be a mini day I'm sitting in a meeting Hopefully no bosses are listening, but I'll be sitting in a meeting and I'll get an idea. So here I am like writing down a page of like, oh, I need to do that when I get off of work. And then I get home and I'm like, oh, but I got to cook and I got to clean and I got to get the kids straight and I got to do all of these things and laundry and yada, yada, yada. And it's like, OK, now finally I can do what it is that I wanted to do. But my struggle was like finding the time a lot of times because, you know, I get tired too, <laughs> you know, like I'm human and sometimes I want to rest, but I also know, you know, as Kaya so eloquently put it, you know, like when it's your passion and, you know, you're just like, this is what I'm going to do. Like you just go, you know, you just go. So I think for me, my biggest struggle was probably um, being intentional with time. And that was time for myself, time for my kid, time for my business. And some days it was harder than others to manage. Um, but again, because this is what I love to do and I feel like, you know, this is going to be my life's work. Like mm -hmm. I still showed up, you know, because this is, I, I truly feel like, you know, it was put on my heart to do this. So I can't just say, no, I'm not going to do that. I'll wait till tomorrow. Now there's again, a delicate balance, that beautiful B word, 
you know, of being like, okay, sometimes you do have to rest. Sometimes you do just have to say, I'm not going to do this today. I'm going to put it on the list tomorrow and be okay with that and not beat yourself up about it. So the struggle of like creating the time, if you will, creating the space to do the things, um, as well as extending yourself grace in the process, because it's not always easy to do that because, you know, you want to put your best foot forward and be all in and you still can, but just trying to figure out what that looks like in the midst of the other things that you undoubtedly have going on in your life. So I'd say for me, yeah. probably time. And there's something you kind of alluded to earlier. Um, and it, there's a saying that I've heard many times and it's like, we get so caught up on this thing of like having it all. It's like, you can absolutely have it all, just not at the same time. <laughs> like, yeah. Like it's at, at what yeah, cost, you, you know, like everything. your peace, yeah. your you, sanity. You have the, so, you know, picture-perfect marriage and the uh, the clean home and the job that's thriving and the kids who are, you know, like, you can have it all, absolutely, <laughs> but if you think it's all going to happen at the exact same time, then, like, you're out of your mind. <laughs> well, and but I think that that just speaks to the kind of mm-hmm. culture that we see today in society where, you know, moms have to wear an S on their chest and they have to do Mm -hmm. all of the things. And it's unfortunate that we don't get the support that we need. And so instead of society kind of rewriting the narrative to be like, hey, moms, how can we support you? How can we help you so that you don't feel like you have to do it all? Instead, it's like, hey, mom, great job. You were able to keep the kid alive and do the things, (laughs) all of them. You're kudos to you, you know, like, and so sometimes that's, that's a little maddening, you know, but don't don't let um, this be the standard. Like, no, we don't need to be the standard. No, 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 no. So to that point, part of TCM is trying to rewrite some of that narrative to kind of teach, you know, women to be able to figure out what that balance is and saying that it's okay to ask for help if you need it. Because as someone who is used to doing things like on their own and being independent, asking for help may seem like a weakness, but the reality is, is that if you need help, it's okay yeah. to ask for help in whatever way that that may be. So um, so my personal struggle, and even sometimes still now, time is a thing. So I have to be intentional um, because if not, nothing right. will get done or either I'm going to burn myself out and neither right. one of those are good. <laughs> I, uh, let's, let's shift over to you. So, um, I think, you know, we've kind of, we've kind of transitioned to our, um, kind of getting into the schedule conversation. So can you, so you're a mom who works in the home, you homeschool your children. Can you talk about what that looks like and also running a successful business, growing a business, being able to devote time into planning and being the, um, so a book that I love to, to reference is the, uh, it's called The E-Myth Revisited, Why Some Small Businesses Fail and Why Some Succeed. And there's a concept called, well, there's a, this idea that there needs to be three people running a business. You have the manager, the practitioner, and the entrepreneur. The manager is the one who kind of oversees operations, makes sure that, you know, from day to day, things are running smoothly. The practitioner is the one who actually does the work. So if it's a pie shop, you bake the pies. Um, And then the entrepreneur is the one who has the vision, the one who is planning ahead, who's forecasting. And, you know, usually they say those three people need to be different people, but very, you know, sometimes 
one person can can really be that person who can do it all. They can be the one doing all the things, doing the actual work. They can be managing the day-to-day overhead, the administrative stuff, keeping the lights on. And then they can also have time to have vision and think forward. Um, Kaya, it seems like you kind of fit into that of like playing those three roles, especially with you working within the home. And like, you are the one teaching your children. You are the one, you know, keeping the home. You are the one in your garden, landscaping over there from scratch. (laughs) You're doing it all. So how has has this shaped kind of what entrepreneurship looks like for you? Yeah. I say one thing for sure is motherhood has expanded my reach. Um, Now, granted, I was a go-getter before motherhood. I was like all in, like in the cafes all day, working, doing this, go home, pull all all nighter, then wake up, do it again the next, you know, like that was just, that's how I'm wired. But then like, I love what you said, Sierra, like when it comes to motherhood, like that balance, like I need rest sometimes too, you know, like. And then delegating, like, hey, you know, sometimes somebody can come and clean this house. Like, I can go pay somebody to do this. Like, you know, I can come and, you know, and then doing the things that bring joy to me. Like, I love the gardening. I love doing the landscaping. I never would have thought. My husband was shocked. He was like, girl, you out here sweating, sweating. And I'm like, yes, sir. Your girl gets it in. But. Got the kids sweating. Right. Like, the kids sweating. The kids working, too. Everybody working around here. But it's like, that's exciting to me because I can see, like, the beginning of a process, the middle. You know what I'm saying? So, for me. Um, being a mother has expanded that reach. It has, it's the catalyst of, of my why. Like um, I was just talking to a client earlier before this. And I was just like, if you do motherhood, right, it will grow you in ways that nothing ever has. Like it will grow your patience. It'll grow your creativity. And for me, um, I had to grieve almost, pretty much. Yeah. I felt like I was grieving how I did business and how I did ministry before I had kids. And it was a hard truth because I had to reevaluate my expectations because I constantly felt like I was failing and not hitting the mark because, like I said, I'm naturally that go-getter personality. Let's do it. Like if somebody called me, I have an idea. Okay, when are we going to do it? When are you going to do it? Let's sit down and do it right now. Right now, let's do it. Like I'm that I'm that friend. Like don't tell me yeah. you want to do something, baby. When? Okay. Like, you know, that that's All me, right. you know? So yeah. <laughs> then when I had kids, it was like not – then I had the first kid. It was okay. Then the second kid, I was like, ooh, <laughs> Lord Jesus, like my time is not my own anymore. Like if I pull up an all-nighter, they still going to be looking over me like, hey, ma. And I'm like, girl, right. you know, so I had to reevaluate what it looked like. And every season has a different dance. It has a different rhythm. Mm-hmm. And I had to figure out, okay, what is the season's dance? What is the beat mm-hmm. of this season right here? And what's required of me now? So homeschooling, I love it. Like I love to be my kid's teacher. Like I love that. But it's a thing of like, it doesn't have to look like what the person beside me looks like. I know my kids. My kids are super mm-hmm. creative. Like being in the garden is homeschooling sometimes. We're out there talking. Okay, this is soil. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, we're doing phonics <laughs> outside, you know? It's on the go learning. And it's like, it has expanded my creativity in ways where it's like, I can do more with less. I The oil is way more richer my depth is way more deeper because I have been stretched beyond capacity, like physically, mentally, emotionally. (laughs) You're like, there's days where you go in the shower, you just cry like, please, I just need a moment. I'm overstimulated. But you get right back out there and you do what you have to do. It's put a grit in me, you know? So it's Mm -hmm. it's everything to me. It, It really, if motherhood with the right perspective produces so much fruit. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that so much. And that is, I mean, 
you said all like so many so many gems in that but it really does you know i can i can see how it how it stretches and like it almost forces you to you got to come with your a game sure. and it's like you know cuz you have little ones that don't care how you're feeling they have needs that need to be met and so you know to be able to it, there is a level of grit that you've had to kind of like develop and um, you know, I, I'm, I'm slowly seeing it now, even in, in myself, you know, um, being a stepmom, we co-parent. So, you know, parenting time on, parenting time off. And I, for me, it's like, you know, every single moment you want to like savor with the babies. And it's like, you know, you want, you want to make memories and you want to, you know, have, you know, get in a routine and, you know, all these things. But then it's also like, but I, I need to work. And, you know, when things need to get done, you know, like we can't play Barbies all day. We can't have a dance party all day. I have to actually sit and do work as much as I don't want to sit in front of this computer, you know. And so it's just like trying to be present for the time, you know, while I can be present. But also, you know, there is beauty in them being able to see that, hey, we work, (laughs) you know. (laughs) Like I'm not a professional Barbie camper player. Like I, I work, I have a, you know, have a job. And so, um, there is that, there is that balance. And I think there is something beautiful, you know, in them being able to see you doing something you're passionate about. Um, and I love how how you tied in, like anything could be learning, you know, so you're able to kind of fill your bucket by doing something that's a hobby for you, something that you just purely enjoy and the kids get to learn too. And the kids get to see mommy in her element, see mommy enjoying something that she likes to do that has nothing to do with being a mom, but it's really just something that you are doing, but you're able to kind of tie in motherhood with it. So I think that's, I think it's beautiful, that approach. Um, so um, how has, I think we already, we already talked about, you know, um, what inspired the surrounding motherhood and hush just to her brand. Um, but if for both of you ladies, if you could think about specific aspects of the business outside of just being a mom and outside of your children, can you, if you can think about specific aspects where your children have directly influenced either something you've offered or just how your business works. So it's, it's, you know, it's partly you wanting to be a resource for other moms, but what parts of your business do you see like, oh, directly influenced by my child? Like this has my child's handprint all over it. Um, I would say, um, okay, okay. No, I would ahead. say um, um, one thing for sure is with surrounding motherhood, like it, so we're, we're, we're doing events and stuff. So we're going to constantly grow. Like I said, it's a life's work. So it's like offering the mm-hmm. services, events, and then community. So um, we just had um, Journey's Tea House for Mother's Day weekend. So Journey, my four-year-old, she's like, mom, you know what? Like, you know, and she comes to my events. She sees mommy working. And that's another thing I want to add to as far as like working in the home with your kids. Like I explain to them what I'm about to do so that they'll see me go do a live or they'll see me. Mommy has to go to a photo shoot or mommy has to, you know, do a consultation with the client or mommy has to go to a birth or mommy has to, you know, whatever. She just came on the um, meeting with my client just now with her baby. Oh, look at the baby. You know, so it's like being a part of it as much as we can, but like explaining to her like, hey, girl, like, you know, mommy has to go help this mommy breastfeed. Like she's trying to really help, you know, letting her know like mommy's not just leaving bad girl, but it's like, what am I doing? But when it comes to um, her, like she's a part of the creative process of something. So like with randomly one day she was like, mommy, you know, it'd be so much fun. We should have a mother daughter tea party. 
And I was like, yes. So I'm thinking like, okay, like for her birthday one year, whatever. She's like, let's do it. And I'm like, oh yeah. Right. <laughs> and then I'm like, yeah. She's like, an event. And I'm like, you are a genius. I was like, yes. I was like, let's have for the one year anniversary for surrounding motherhood, let's have a mother daughter tea party. And I loved it so much. We're going to, that's going to be an annual thing we do every single year. She's like, mommy, we can do daddy daughter dances. I'm like, you better, girl, you better come on here. I was like, what else we going to do? What else? Reading in the park. What else we going to do with the TP? Girl, (laughs) tell me, you know? So it's like that, like looking at them, like, yeah, she's four. And granted, of course, like if she doesn't enjoy any of it, any of it, girl, you don't have to do any of it. But it's a thing of like, just even though um, she's that young age, but using her creativity to be like, wow, that's actually really cool. And hey, be a part of this. Let's go to the photo shoot. Pick out the colors that we want on this on this brand kit. Like, what fonts do you like for this? Like, what do you like? And letting her like explore that childlike wonder, because again, I'm her teacher. So it's like I'm seeing that creative juice like flowing in her. And I'm like, yo. This is dope. So that's one thing for sure with surrounding motherhood, where it's like I've seen her handprint, and it's like this is something that we'll do every single year, just off an idea that you said casually in conversation, but it's so beautiful at the same time. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I love that. What about you, seeing? You know, that is that is absolutely beautiful. I think that that's just super super cute. Um, but what I was gonna say is, you know, like I'm right there with you in terms of you know explaining things to my son about what it is that I'm doing. You know, there have been times that I have um, different events, what I call coffee and chill. And sometimes, you know, I'm able to do it where, you know, like he's not actually with me at the moment. And then other times he's right on there beside me with his juice box and I got my coffee and, you know, where I'm talking to other moms. So, you know, um, I do events where they, I have some that are kid free because I think that it's again, important for mamas to have me time, but, it's not always possible to do that. And as a mom and as a mompreneur, I know that incorporating my kid into the things that I do, one, he gets to see, you know, what's happening, but then also too, like, it makes it fun because like, he literally is the why I'm doing this. <laughs> so, you know, like without him, I wouldn't be a mom. So it's it's important for me to to include him. So there have been times where we've done events in the park where, you know, we've done yoga where it's been, you know, kids and moms, doing yoga in the park. Um, There's been other things where, you know, like, I love it. You know, like you said, you know, your daughter sees what you're doing and, you know, she's all in the mix. So my son hasn't chosen brand colors per se, but he'll, he's quick. If he hears me talking and I say, you know, something, the caffeinated mama, he goes, don't forget about me, the caffeinated Bray Bray. And I'm like, boy, you have never even had caffeine. You've never even had a soda talking about the caffeinated Bray Bray, but I'm here for it. You know, he's writing on his papers at school, TCM. You better rep your mama's brand. Cause he knows, you know? So like, I love the fact that he recognizes, you know, like that this is mommy's thing and he very much gets to be a part of it. And, um, you know, a little foreshadowing, you know, so I have something in the works, you know, for mom and sons, because you always see things with mom and daughters, you know, so like, it's something that, you know, I've been thinking about trying to work that in. So I think that it is important to always have our kids interwoven, because ultimately, you know, like you said, Kaya, like, without them, you know, like they are the reason that we do the things that we do. And, you know, I love what you said about being, you know, your best self as the foundation. And so, anything that I do, I want to make sure that like, I'm leaving a legacy Mm -hmm. essentially. And so he can see like, yeah, you know, mom did that. And oh yeah, I help mom do X, Y, Z. So I think it's always cool to have them involved as much as possible. 
Um, so anytime that the opportunity presents itself, particularly for coffee and chills, I do those quite frequently. He's right by my side, you know, introducing himself to everybody before I can even say my name. He's like, hi, I'm Brayden. <laughs> I love Brayden. Love him. Um, so I want to jump around a little bit and we, we talked about it, I think a little bit earlier, but um, this concept of kind of going where you are called or going where you're devoting your attention where it needs to be. So of course, first and foremost, your attention is always going to be on being a mom first. Um, and then, you know, every, you know, being then a business owner, of course. Um, but can we talk about how business ownership, when you have a life, <laughs> Um, whatever that life looks like, it's business, business ownership is never linear. There are always things that will pull you away. You're always going to go on tangents. Um, it's not as smooth as people like to think it is, uh, especially, I mean, even people who look like on social media, they have it all together and that their content never stops. They always have, you know, they're, they're just, they're always on, um, that can feel very intimidating. That can feel very, you know, <laughs> discouraging sometimes. It's like, what am I doing wrong that I can't be buying a home, moving three times in six months, planning a wedding, like figuring out how to be a step, but like, how, wh what am I doing wrong that I can't create content to? So like, <laughs> um, and we're going to talk about actually, you know, the running a business part, but I want to talk first about when the when the preneur part kind of has to get put to the back burner because of home calling you first. And so, like I said, my own particular story is that, you know, re, I, I had these back to back blessings. I went through lots of life transitions um, at the same time, pretty much. Uh, like I said, three moves in six months while planning a wedding. Um left Richmond and came back to Richmond and then bought a home. Um, we entered the housing market thinking we'd be here for a while, ended up like getting under contract in two weeks, closing in 30 days, like just madness. And again, those are all blessings, but work was the last thing on my mind. My business was the last thing on my mind. I'm trying to figure out who am I? Like once the dust settles and like I'm in the house, I'm married, like who am I? Um, and, and what am I, what do I have to say? Like what, you know, my business hasn't really had my attention in so long. Like, you know, what do I, how do I pick up the pieces? And so, you know, that I kind of had to lean into um, accepting that, okay, this is just where my attention needed to be right here. And my therapist had to remind me, she said, a magician who stops practicing magic for six months is still a magician on month seven. Like just because you were not actively getting new, getting clients and doing the work and being creative and doing all that, you're still a business owner. You are still the, you know, you're still a brand strategist. You're still a marketer. You're still creative. Um, you know, just because you took a break does not mean that you are no longer those things. But I think that so much, there was so much resistance because I had to step away from the things that had defined me for so long. I was the audacious entrepreneur. How do I be an audacious entrepreneur when I haven't really worked for, <laughs> for, you know, six months, you know, cause I've been focusing so much on life. So 
I just kind of want, I know that both of you all have your own story about how your home life has evolved over the past year, two years, however long. Can we talk about how it felt to not be able to focus completely on your business? Um, Was there friction? Was there resistance? I know for me it was. I felt like maybe it diminished my worth a little bit to not be able to focus on um, being out in the streets, networking and going to events and speaking on, you know, speaking on panel. There were so many things that I was so used to doing that I felt like defined me. And once those things were stripped away, I was kind of left like, Oh my gosh, who am I? Like, I'm a wife now. Like I I'm the Tasmanian devil swirl has stopped. And now I'm a wife who owns a home. I'm stepmom. Like what's going on? So can you guys just talk to me about how it felt to have to step away to focus on other things if you did step away at all. But I know that life has both for you, for you both has kind of dealt you a lot of different curveballs and things that needed your attention. So how did that feel to step away? And we can start Kai, with you. Yeah. Um, I definitely resonate with that because um, the transitions in life, they, and while they're all blessings, even the blessings can feel like a whirlwind. And you're like, I'm trying to gain my footing here. Like, okay, I'm thankful for Good all of this. Good stress is still stress. Yeah, it's like- Good stress is still stress. I, like, it's like, this is great, but it's like, whew. Like, it's like, it's a lot. And I get that for sure. Like for me, and I can resonate also, like you said, audacious entrepreneur, like for sure. Like that's, we're one in the same with that, where it's like, yo, like, I, I like being out here. Like, I like getting it. Like, I love this. Like, you know? And it's like, wait, sit down. What you mean? Sit down and do what? Like, you know, it's like, hold on. But what I found is my most fruitful work is after I've been sitting. Like, I don't know mm. why it's like that. It's just the word. I might have needed right girl, now. <laughs> like, let it be the word. Because for me, it's that's like, so I don't, I don't um freak out at that anymore. Like, whenever I feel that sit down, I'm like. Oh, I'm about to do. Oh, ah, the hands start rubbing together. You're like, okay, it's coming because, um, for me, um, after Hush Conference, like I said, we have Hush Conference every year in the fall and November. So, um, after Hush Conference, I pretty much go on a sabbatical. Like I go on a, I'm, I don't, I don't work. I don't do nothing. I spend time with my family and it's like the holiday time too. So it's kind of fun. Like I spend time with my family. So from um, really October, like, but October is, we're still doing hush. So I'm kind of working, but it's so fun that I'm like, this is great, but it's pretty much October. I take off October, November, December, January, February. I do not work except for hush conference, getting those last, you know, that month before, you know, Mm -hmm. so October, I don't work. November is hush conference. December, I'm not working. January, I'm not working. Like I I do this every year. And I thought like, I feel like it was like God's way of like just sitting me down for like after hush, just rest. Like it was just, you pour it out the whole year. It's great. And I'm like, this happens every year. Like (laughs) this is like a theme of my life that it seems like every year. And it works out because, okay, my husband's birthday is in December. My daughter's birthday is in December. My other daughter's birthday is in February. So it's like a beautiful celebratory time for me to just soak in home. And that's a time where I get strategy for the next year. That's a time where I feel super creative. That's a time where I feel like I'd be getting pregnant. I'm like, what's going on? Like, I got the, you know, <laughs> Lord, I'm like, husband, are we going to get pregnant again this time? Because every time I get pregnant during this time. But it's like, what happens is like, while I'm, I'm soaking up my environment, I'm soaking up the love. I'm soaking up the joy. I'm soaking and I'm getting vision for what's to come. And it's the most fruitful and quickest work after I've been sitting. 
So it's like, it's not even a complaint anymore. It's like, I'm thankful because I know what I'm about to receive during this time is going to be the biggest download. So when I slingshot forward, it's like that. So after I set, I launched Surrounding Motherhood. And within, I mean, a couple of months, I was booked for the year. I didn't have to advertise. I didn't have to, like, I talked to you about it, Jana. Like, I didn't have to, like, it was like, I felt this pressure to, like, you see on social media, the content is rolling. And you're like, man, I need to produce content. And then I, I had this thought. I was, I literally was at the, I think I was at Whole Foods. And I was like, I need to get back on my content calendar. I was doing real good when we was launching. I'm, I'm all this self-regulating expectations. And then next thing you know, like, I had this thought. And it was like, wait a minute, why? You're booked for the year. You can't take any more clients. Like the business is profitable. Like you're doing fine. You're doing great for first year business. Like why do you have to produce content just to say, hey, I'm doing this. I'm out here. Like, I'm, yeah. you know what I'm saying? But it's like, but for, for who, for what, for right. who to clap, you know? So it was like, after mm -hmm. I realized that I was like, well, I don't feel bad if I ain't, I ain't post on Surrounding Motherhood in a couple of months. I mean, I'm out here doing the work on the back end, you know? Doing the work. And that's, yep, that's exactly it. That's it. So it had, it had me to settle in like face to face, mirror to mirror, where it's like, why do I do what I do? Where do I find my worth? And where's the pressure coming from? Mm. And with this, I mean, the way that the world has evolved, social media has evolved, it's almost like you need public affirmation sure. need praise um you know public progress we don't value it as much anymore and i'm guilty of that like i feel like it doesn't matter how hard i've been working if i have nothing to show publicly then like it doesn't matter i think that's how we've kind of you know gotten out of society which we need to get away from i'm desperately trying to get away from it um but yeah it's pr private progress still matters like it still matters so for sure um Sierra, so let's talk about um, your life transitions and kind of how you have been called to deal with just everyday life and maybe business is like the, the bottom of the totem pole or just not, it doesn't, you know, it's not top of mind. Um, talk, talk to us about kind of how that has gone for you. Um, so yeah, life has been life and girl. Um, and as one of my closest friends, uh, you know, the intimate details of my life struggles as of late. Um, but I think that it's one of those things where um, extending myself grace is a huge part of it all. Um, but before I jump into that, I do want to just comment on one thing that Kaya said about um, not always feeling like you have to be out there um, and how you're getting the blessing like by like not doing anything. I think that it's so important to sometimes to be still. And I myself also forget that. And so during my life transitions, I had to remind myself to be still and that it was okay for me to be still and that it's okay to not be okay during some of my transitions. Because um, for me, my transitions, um, a few of them weren't as blossomy as your all's. Um, mine were a little bit more uh, tragic, if you will. Um, but I thank God because throughout all of it, who I was, who I am, never wavered. I'm the same person at my core. And so it's really important to me and for my business to be authentic in every sense of the way. And I spoke up earlier about, you know, 
motherhood in real life or mom and in real life. And for me, it was one of those things where I was kind of freaking out because I wasn't producing as much content as I normally did because life was like, had me on the struggle bus. But I also recognized that like, hey girl, like mom and in real life, like this is the content, be the content. You know what I'm saying? Like there's somebody out there that can relate to the fact that, oh, uh, you had no idea. Now you fitting to be a single mom. Okay, here I am. I don't walk around as it, you know, a badge of honor of any kind, but that is my life. Um, and it's one of those things that, you know, has come with its own set of struggles with, you know, co-parenting and figuring that out. Um, other things, you know, such as like losing, you know, loved ones, like close loved ones. I lost my grandmother and my dad in a span of less than five months. And so for me, it was a matter of being like, okay, um, I have to help plan two funerals. I have to help, you know, make sure that like my family is okay. I have to travel. I'm not going to be home to sit down in front of my computer and to blog or to put together a video or to put, you know, up an inspirational quote, because right now I need to pour into me because like, I feel like, the, you know, I'm kind of falling apart a bit. So to that point, um, I allowed myself that time to not do anything. And, you know, like out of, you know, respect for the people who are, you know, in my community, I let them know like, hey, y'all, like life is happening. I'll be back in a little bit. Appreciate you. Love you. And I mean, right. And I, and I took the time that I needed and in doing so, I was able to come back gradually. And so like, now I feel like I'm just now getting back into the swing of things of being like, okay, here I am. This is what's been going on. Like, and despite all of it, I still am momming every single day, showing up for my kid, making sure he had a wonderful sixth birthday, you know, hosting birthday parties, going to Sky Zone and eating pizza and trampoline parks until, you know, everybody kind of feel bad. <laughs> but like, you know, you still have to like do all of the things. And so I thought that it was important to show up as my most authentic self to say, hey, y'all, like, even when life is throwing you these curveballs, there are ways that you can go about dealing with things and to show that like, you know, it doesn't always have to be, you know, like this or that, like you are allowed to be in some gray spaces and that's all right. And so I think for me, as I've been making um, my way through these transitions, being in that gray has been humbling. Mm -hmm. Um, and also a little bit scary because I am not a great person. I am a very much black and white, um, again, ISTJ through and through and through. And so I'm like, this isn't part of my plan. This was not supposed to happen. You know, like I had planned to do some things for the caffeinated mama's four year anniversary, but it didn't happen because life was life. And, and it just, it is, it doesn't mean that I still can't do it at a later date. I just didn't get to do it in the time that I thought I was supposed to do it in. But I recognize that that's also okay. So I think um, as a mompreneur, as, you know, like someone who had to say, okay, I just have to be still and just not direct all of my attention to that. Um, it actually ended up being beneficial for my mental, my emotional, my spiritual, even because I had time to kind of like really kind of pray about some things and figure out, okay, what's what. And so now coming back into it, 
um, Jana, I tell you, like, I wasn't really a huge fan of reels. And now I'm like, oh, I just did another <laughs> reel, you know? So now I'm popping out like one or two reels, you know, a week. And I'm like, hey, girl, you doing that? <laughs> and that's the way. I'm not a person who feels like she has to be out there because I'm an introvert. So I'm okay with being, you know, like over here in the corner and just chilling and then pop out every once in a while. But then I recognize and like, Sierra, you know, you probably should put something out there, you know, let people know like, hey, we good over here because that's just not who I am. But in the line of like social media, like you're kind of, you know, trained to think like you have to be on all the time. But for me and what I want you know, my community to understand of like, you know, mom and in real life, that's not always possible. And it doesn't make me less of a mompreneur. It doesn't make me less of a business owner. I still know what my purpose is. I still have the passion for it. But also I want people to see that, you know, like I don't have an Instagram worthy home. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes I may say, you know what, I'm just going to leave that pan in the sink and I'm just going to go to bed because I have had a day, you know? I did not get to vacuum my floor three days in a row. Who cares? You know what I'm saying? But like, this is momming in real life, you know? So what's more important to me today? For me to read my kid a bedtime story or for me to get on social media just to say that I got on social media and posted something today? For me, it's going to be me reading my kid a bedtime story every single time. And if I think about it, I might take a picture of him reading a book and be like, okay, bedtime. <laughs> that counts. That counts. <laughs> you know, like, here we are. But it's it's so it's so crazy to feel like, you know, you always have to be on, but I think that there's something beautiful about not yeah. being and yeah. being like that still sense of like privacy and in your own, you know, like realm and not feeling like you do have to share everything or you do have to be, you know, like um, pouring content 24 right. seven, because the reality is, is that, you know, we all have lives. And if everybody's spending every single waking moment on social media, what are y'all doing? <laughs> How present are you? How present are you? And, and really those right. pivots are, um, that is running a business. And I think uh, we were talking about, you know, um, I think we all mentioned like the unpredictability of how mm -hmm. uh, how life can be and like how our attention needs to go elsewhere. And I think that is really how entrepreneurship is, how just running a business is. It's like you can plan, you can strategize, but you can never fully predict. I mean, you could have projections, but you can't predict what's going to happen. You only can just do, you know, you can plan ahead, you can control the controllables, but then, you know, things will happen. And that's kind of how running a business is ebbs and flows, revenues up, revenues down, marketing is is really on point one one month or one quarter, whatever. And then you're kind of, you know, things are low. And so we have to always um, keep a fresh mind, keep an open mind, be open to staying creative and staying present because it is in those moments where we do realize, you know, like Sierra said, we are content. We are content. And even if you don't post those things in that moment, we're constantly collecting things that we can later use to fuel our business growth, our content creation, you know, all of these creative ideas. So it's like, it's important to be fully present in where you are um, in your business journey or in your life journey, because they, they can feed each other. So what's happening in your life will fuel your business and what's happening in business fuels your life. Obviously it funds your life. It, you know, there's a lot of things that, you know, the business does. So, um, 
kind of wrapping up. So I want to just talk briefly about the business of running a business and just some things that you've learned when it comes to operating businesses. Um, if it's, you know, things that have helped make organization better, things that have helped you kind of stay on track, you know, stay on track of, you know, obligations and time commitments and meetings and things like that. Like what type of tools do you use in your own business that you think have really, has really, um, propelled you or made you more organized or made you, you know, that much more of a boss, that much more on top of your stuff, that much more, you know, positioning your business for growth. What are some of those things that you've used? Um, I think for me, um, number one, um, on the monetary side is figuring out like, okay, how much do I want to make per month? Because what I was doing at first was, okay, so, okay, doing birth work and working with moms when they're pregnant and birth and then postpartum and just all those things, it's very unpredictable job. Because number one, think about it. You don't know when a mom's going to go into labor. You don't know how long a labor is going to go. You don't know if the breastfeeding latch is going to establish immediately for her or it's going to take a little time for her. You don't know when those 1 a.m., 2 a.m., 3 a.m., 4 a.m., 5 a.m., like Monday, Tuesday, mm. Wednesday. You don't know how many times she might call or FaceTime you um, because she needs support. Like, hey, like it's 3 o'clock in the morning, FaceTime, whole nip is showing. Help me. I need help. You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't know, like, when those times are going to happen. So it's like the unpredictability and, and it almost... It's almost, it's a blessing how we talked about the whirlwinds of it because it's like, it's a blessing while it's like, okay, this is our first year. We're doing like, great. This is awesome. But it's like, whoa, okay. Now I can, when I have my like sabbatical off time, I can reevaluate what I loved and what I didn't because um, while there was a whirlwind of um, just fast like clients, I never had to really advertise for that was a blessing. Then it was like, okay, well, how many clients do I actually want? Because how many of them, because this, I'm walking with you while nine months, 10 months pregnant at your birth. And then afterwards, you know, for six weeks after your baby and then beyond, we're always family, you know? So it's like, mm. how many women can I really give full attention to full, give them my best, give them that surrounding motherhood luxury experience where you got a pregnant BFF right there with you the whole time. Like, girl, I got you. I'm with you. Call me anytime. Like how many moms can I really give that to? So for me, um, with that line of work, I had to stagger my clients. So for me, it looked like I, in this season, because I have littles, I have a four-year-old and I have a one-year-old, I can't take more than um, two to three births per month. What that means is um, two to three moms that are due within the same month. I don't want to take more than that in this season. Why? Because that means I would have two or three unpredictable, I don't know when they're going to happen days. I'm a mom. That means my mom might go into labor at 4 a.m. Somebody got to watch my kids. I got to call my mom and say, mom, can you come over? My mom may have to work the next day. You know what I'm saying? So it's like for me to get a handle on that until I start incorporating doulas and having a doula agency and things like that, like until that time comes, I have to figure out what I feel comfortable with and monetarily where it's okay, let's stagger this. So I, this is how much I want to make per month, but then also looking at it like, okay, money versus the richness of time. It. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Versus the time where it's like, okay, wait a minute. Like, yeah, I could make this amount per month and that would be, 
That's awesome. But what would that look like away from my family? What would that look like unpredictable schedule wise? You know, um, that's something I had to get into my mind. So next year, like um, for our second year of business, I'm like, okay, now this is what I want to do. This is how I'm going to flow this year. And just kind of taking those tweaks and being like, okay, this is what I like. This is what I don't like. Um, And then also, this is just a side note, but like we were talking about the whole social media thing. I wrote this down while you were talking, Sierra, because it was like, when you were talking, I was like, girl, this is good. She is talking. This is nice. I like this. But I wrote, (laughs) the most incredible miracles grow in secret places. So it's like, while we have Mm. those still moments, like think about pregnancy. Think about plants. You know, you talked about me gardening. It's like, no, I'm a gardener now. I'm in my yard. So, you know, <laughs> think about plants. Think about God, like our creative thoughts. Like the most incredible things happen in secret. So we should never mm. feel guilty for taking those secret moments because that means we, mm. we cooking at some stuff. But so, yeah, that's no, pretty much yeah. And that's, and just to that point, like that's so true. And I think that was, I needed to hear that because, you know, I have been kind of rushing myself. Mm to get out of the season of what my, what my head trash likes to call like stagnation. And it's like, you've labeled it that and now you're frustrated that you're there, but if you could just embrace the season and allow the ideas to come while you're quiet, then, you know, you could, you know, you could be, you could be good. Um, my, my therapist gave me a great analogy a couple weeks ago. Um, because I was just so ready. Like I just, I just knew as soon as the wedding was over, I'm going to take a week break and then I'm back in action. Going to be my old self again, just like working, working, working so many projects, like the creativity. And then there was nothing. And I was just beating myself up about it. And I just felt so hard on myself and like, Oh, I shouldn't have taken so much time off and blah, blah, blah. blah. And my therapist, she was like, if I walked into your house, and put a gun to your head and told you to create a marketing strategy for me that would double my practice by tomorrow, would you be able to do it? I was like, absolutely not. She was like, why not? I was like, because that's a crazy pressure that you're putting me under. And she was like, exactly. You are putting a gun to your head and telling yourself, create something magical that's going to pull you out of whatever you think you're in. And you're frustrated because you're not creating anything. Like you have to be gentle with yourself. You have to give yourself grace. You have to allow yourself to be still. And so it's, you know, like scrolling social media, you can look at other people, what they're doing and, oh my God, everyone just like their lives are just so great. And and it's like, but you are sitting in this secret place where you could really flourish if you just allow yourself the grace to and the space to, but you're using your quiet moments to look at other people and measure yourself against what you think they may or may not be doing. And so, you know, that was just for me, I think, you know, what you said, Kaya just hit the nail on the head, like the secret moment, those, those secret places are the, the so sacred and the quiet moments are the quiet are the, are the sacred ones. And so just, I have to constantly tell myself, like, it's okay to take a break. Like I'm used to go, 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 go. I'm a mother's child no grass grows under Evelyn's feet and no grass grows under my feet. But it's like for this season, a little bit of grass is going to have to grow and I'm going to have to just relax and kick my feet up and let, let the creativity happen as it comes, you know? So thank you for that word. You feel your way through. You got to feel your way through. And because I, I feel like 
all of our businesses are based on how we feel and that passion, and that is what's driving it. So regardless of whatever the season is, you know, like it is always going to come with an emotional attachment because this is our baby, you know, like this is our other baby, (laughs) you know, so feel your way through. And like you said, and allow yourself the grace to get back to where you think you should be, but to, you know, Kaya's point, there's lots of beautiful things that happen after, you know, the quiet time after, you know, a season of being still and, you know, to that point, like I said, myself as as an example or, you know, because I like to say, you know, I am a living testimony all the time. Life is life in and simultaneously now I'm on the other side of those things. And girl, now I'm out here making reels. I, I was totally against it. I was totally against it. And now I'm like, oh, that was cute. <laughs> so allow yourself the time to just be. And then when you do pop out, you're going to be like, Ew, okay, I see you. Yeah. <laughs> and popping out can mean whatever you want it to be. Popping out for me was posting more on social media. <laughs> popping out for me was doing a photo shoot after almost two years of not taking any business pictures. You know, that was popping out for me. Popping out was, you know, believe it or not, popping out for me was going to a coffee shop to do work instead of sitting in my office and doing, and just being a hermit because I felt like, you know, I don't know what this new life is. And my business coach was like, go out. Like, so because you're a wife now, you, you aren't, you don't know how to go out and co-work. Like you don't know how to put on lipstick and go network with people like what all this because you're a wife now like so and it's really you know you have to pop, popping out can mean whatever you want it to mean it just means doing the thing and that's what I love that love it see and in that you are still your audacious self yeah. you know because ultimately no matter what season you're in You'll be evolving, you know, and Kaya can, you know, speak to this in terms of, you know, as your child grows, I said it once, I'll say it again, you grow. As your business grows, you grow. As your business stays, you know, like at a standstill sometimes, maybe that's your season of, you know, like to use this plant analogy of you being in the soil. This is a developmental phase and that's okay because lots of things happen in the developmental Mm -hmm. phase. And when the buds start to come out, you know, when you're on the other side of the soil, so to speak, you start to blossom. You starting to blossom. So, you know, you every every season has its time, you know. So listen, you're about to make me holler okay. from here. I'm you're preaching time. good, Doc. You're preaching good. We all cash out, we all memo. <laughs> I love that. I love that. That was ladies, thank you. This was amazing. And um, I hope listeners will be able to resonate with the things that you all shared because um, it's not easy to to mom and do a million other things. Running, I mean, running a business in itself is is really hard, and it's a business that you've you're passionate about, a business you've birthed, and you ladies are running businesses you've birthed while nurturing babies you've birthed, and it's just like a beautiful harmony. Um, you know, you guys have gotten into a great rhythm and you all are inspiring so many. You inspire me, which is why you're here, because I'm so inspired by your journeys and what you all are continuing to do um, in the space of motherhood um, and entrepreneurship. So, you know, before we go, we got to end with the win and a low. So um, if you don't know, this segment is really just a quick rapid fire of 
a win from the week or the month and um, a woe. So, you know, maybe something that didn't go the way you hoped it would or just something that you realize you need to improve on, uh, whatever. So I will go first. Um, <clears throat> my win, um, I, huh, I am, I have allowed the quiet moments to really, I've allowed my mind to just really wander and think about um, what's next for me? Uh, what, is, what do I have to say? Um, I think so much of my hesitation was that I was trying to find a new way to say the same things when I'm not the same person. Um, and I was really kind of discounting like these major life transitions and really thinking about like, what lessons have I pulled from them? Who have I become as a result of the challenges and the tests and the faith that I've had to have to get through all these moments? Um, I really kind of just, I cheated myself. I was cheating myself out of a beautiful growth opportunity by focusing so much on who I used to be and trying to create within the confines of who Jana used to be before all of these good changes. And so I have gotten to a place where I am embracing um, this new chapter in my life. And I told, uh, I said, I, I was telling people like, I'm in my rebirth. And it was like, do I really have to be re like, like born all the way again? Like, can I just be like realigned? Like I'm going to start from the very beginning. It's like when you, you know, when you, when you get to a new chapter in a book, they don't like start all the way from the beginning. It's like, no, it's now here's another chapter. And so I'm in a new chapter and embracing it and really just looking at lessons all over. Um, and just really thinking like, what, is life teaching me? What is God teaching me? What is he saying to me? What am I learning? How am I adapting? What are the, you know, what things are fueling me now? What brings inspiration? So my win is that I've really just leaned into the fullness of who I am becoming. Um, and I know that there's a lot of beauty that's going to come from, from that, from me just embracing and not trying to fight against what has already happened. I've already, I've already started evolving. And so now my business will evolve with me. So that's a win. Um, oh, well, there's obviously room for improvement. Um, you know, really thinking through, you know, it's been a struggle kind of thinking like, okay, what exactly do I want to say? I, I, my perfectionist brain, you know, keeps taking over and it's like, it doesn't have to be perfect. You just have to be done. Just, just act, just, you know, you don't have to have everything. So I am still kind of working on, um, not having complete control over things and just, you know, control the controllables, allow everything else to kind of fall where it does. Uh, everything is a part of a grander plan. And so I, I'm still working on getting out of my own way. I'm not fully there. I had a moment today where I just feel like, you know, I was just being really, really hard on myself, had a very productive day, but then like, you know, just, just you get hard on yourself. And so I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I'm my own biggest critic, but I'm excited for the growth and, you know, the things that this new chapter will bring. So that's my win and my woe. Uh, Kaya, how about you? Um, my win and woe, I would say, um, my win, I guess this is a segue one win. Um, one is I can go in my house and see complete jungle mess and be like, you know what? I can do 
this and not be overwhelmed? I can clean this up and not be overwhelmed? That is a win because the overstimulation is incredibly real. Um, that's number one. But number two, for real, um, I would say I'm really proud of, I was talking to a friend today about it. So this is like so fresh, but like, I'm really proud of the work that I've been doing with these moms like i would say that and that's like something that we always like i can improve i can get better but it's like for sure and i can i can know more i can grow more but it's like i'm proud of like right now like this is good this feels good and i'm proud of it um and that's a win for me where it's like yo i can actually sit here and be like man this is i'm proud like this is this is good i love this mm-hmm. this is great so that's that and then the woe would be um i think i have found myself like I'm feeling that um how can I say like I'm I'm feeling that like push that I'm about to like get back out there like publicly like okay content and doing all stuff I'm like and the woe is like I've been kind of liking this little chill (laughs) the pressure to not do it um hush conference is coming up and you know promo is gonna start coming and it's gonna start getting Mm -hmm. real social type of thing I'm like yeah oh man like i was kind of liking that chill like i ain't gotta post nothing to do the work behind the scenes now it's like mm-hmm. you kind of get nope, now, now you know? both. so yeah yeah well i do have to say i do have another win i did fold two loads of laundry this weekend i am very proud of that that's huge. that's my win. that's because mine is waiting for me that's, listen that is so real so real <laughs> So um, since the wins can be anything, I actually have a couple of wins. And to some, this may be like small, but to me, it was like a really big deal. So I I am a neat freak. And so when you were talking about being overstimulated by like things not being in place, like that is my jam. Like I, Jana will tell you, you come in my house and it smell like bleach, lavender, and you know, like all the cleaning things and just because that's just who I am. But being a mom, sometimes I can't, you know, always clean every single room to pristine like I want. So I have treated myself and I am having cleaners come to my house tomorrow. Yes, I'm like, you know, so that's that's my win. That's my praise, because I was like, okay, well, you know, I'm always on the move, always doing something. And so to be able to be able to find it in my budget to make it happen and to just be comfortable with it because that's a whole new level of like, whoo, anxiety is real. Somebody else coming into my house. I don't like that because my level of clean is not everybody else's level of clean or their level of clean ain't my level of clean rather, you know, but I'm gonna try it out. So that's my win that I am giving myself time. So I am very excited about that and I'm really hoping that it's fruitful and then maybe this is something I can do regularly. Maybe like, you know, once right. a month. We'll I support see. it. I support it. <laughs> so speaking of clothes, uh, my woe is over the weekend, I washed like four loads of clothes. I did lots of yard work. Um, Ryobi need to go ahead and make me an ambassador at this point because I done bought up all the Home Depot. <laughs> um, <laughs> so my woe is that, yeah, I still have some clothes to fold and my arms are ridiculously sore from holding up that dang hedger <laughs> yesterday cutting down the bush. So you're wrong about where saying those clothes are not going to get folded? Not yeah, tonight. My hand was swollen from, from yard work this week and I was like, what's wrong with my hand? Like, I can't close it. What's happening? Yeah. 
Lord, Lord, Lord. Listen, I am not, I'm not a huge fan. Like, but the thing is, is I will say I was really appreciative of the fact that it got done. And it's not too bad if I do say so myself. Yeah, <laughs> look at you. It's been, it's been, see, I love yard work though. I feel like, you know, between what well, when I say yard work, I like working in my flower bed in my garden. Yeah. Um let's be real specific. Right. You wanna cut my yard? <laughs> um but no i uh yeah i yard work is definitely like my new favorite hobby like calming and all that stuff so i'm definitely always like trying to invest more time as much as i can because i get you away from your phone too you get you away from your phone 100 and that's how i feel about my kitchen i reorganized my coffee station so new and improved coffee station happening there so i did that over the weekend so i feel you so those little pockets of joy Mm -hmm. You know, like the things that you're like, this makes me happy. Now I can see all of my coffee mugs all over again. It's beautiful. I love it. I love it. Well, ladies, thank you so much for joining. This was amazing conversation. Um, You all poured so much into me, into fellow uh, mompreneurs, into each other. Thank you so much. Uh, Before we go, I just want to allow you all to let people know how to reach you and what if there's, you know. Anything you want to, any platform you're building or something you want to have coming up that you want people to be a part of, let the people know. Fear. Um, so uh, the Caffeinated Mama um, LLC, we are on Instagram and Facebook. On Instagram, it's the Caffeinated Mama underscore. Um, So feel free to follow along the motherhood journey. We are going to be having a coffee and chill next month. So be on the lookout for that. Come as you are. Nothing really special. Just some moms getting together, having coffee. And if your kid wants to join, because mine probably will, by all means, kids are are welcome on the call. Just some time to kind of fellowship, if you will, um, with some other moms. But um, you can find me on all the social media platforms. And I'd love for you to join the community. Yes. And for me, um, Hush Conference is coming up in the fall. So if you are a woman and you are like, look, I just need, I need something. I don't know what it is. I need something. Um, Please come. It's going to be in Richmond, Virginia. So um, stuff will be coming out really, really soon. Um, So you can follow Hush Sisterhood on Instagram and you can follow Surrounding Motherhood. Um, on Instagram. I am currently booked for the year, but there's always next year. You know, we can talk about that. Um, And then we can also talk about like breastfeeding support. You could be a mom that's not needing like pregnant, like, you know, education and birth education, but you might want breastfeeding support or you might need help with like other moms encouragement stuff. So definitely hit me up. Um, So surrounding motherhood on Instagram, hush sisterhood on Instagram. And then my personal page is Kaya Hopkins. So follow me and I hope to connect with you guys. This has been super fun. Yes. And of course, I am Jana Hall on Instagram, Jana M. Hall on Facebook by the same, actually on Facebook as Jana M. Joyner. Uh, so follow me there. Um, I am coming up with some, I'm, I'm working on a lot of new ideas, a lot of new ideas for creative entrepreneurs that I'm super excited about. Um, I realized that uh, in this time of social media stuff, um, you know, Creativity can get lost. So just wanting to build a platform where creatives can get back to the creative side and uh, create from our heart instead of from the algorithm. So uh, we have some good stuff coming up soon. Uh, so stay tuned for that. But want to thank you both so much for joining and thank you all for listening. And we will talk to you soon. Excited to connect with you all. Have a good one. <laughs>